Yo, what the deal, man? Yo, is it me? Or has the church gone crazy? Yo, what's up with all these false teachers, man? And how come ain't nobody talking about it? All things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Yo, grace and peace, guys. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Theology, where I'm your host, K-Dub. And today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite artists, Timothy Brindle. But before we get into that, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel if you're not, and as always, click the notification bell so you can be aware when I drop content. So, yes, today we're going to be talking about Timothy Brindle, one of my favorite artists, theologically, uh, just style I mean, for me, it's just what I think of when I think of Christian rap, when I think of older Christian rap, even uh, God glorifying music. Timothy Brindle is one of the artists uh, I think epitomizes that uh, side note. We've had a good conversation on my YouTube channel. I've actually interviewed him. So if you're curious and what that sounds like, you can go check that out on my channel. Um, but you guys didn't come to hear that. You wanted to hear his music and what I or what you may perceive that I like about his music and my favorite songs of Timothy Brindle. So let's get into that first track. Let's get it. Now let's put our eyes on Goliath, whom 1 Samuel 17, 5 is described. And yo, this giant is worse than a cannibal, cause Goliath is described as a serpent in an animal. In the Hebrew text, let us note to tell, cause though they're great here, our English Bibles only fail. But translating his armor as a coat of mail, but the Hebrew clearly says that he's clothed in scale. Alright, let's stop right there. This song is called Head Crusher. It's off his Unfolding album. Side note, I think that's my favorite album of Timothy Brindle. Yes, right now I'm going to say that, okay? <laughs> it might change through this video. We'll see. But the Unfolding album is very good. And this album, uh, this song particularly, is describing a biblical theme. So if you're very interested in biblical theology and you're understanding what I mean by that, this video isn't to explain biblical theology. It's not describing theology that's biblical. It's it's a whole study of 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 hermeneutics and things like that but it's following this 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 seed from the old testament and following this redemptive line of history and seeing uh either the development of that thought and <clears throat> how it points ultimately to jesus christ but let's get to this song head crusher this is the second verse on that album it starts off now let's put our eyes on goliath who first samuel 17 5 is describing <laughs> and yo this giant's worse than a cannibal because Goliath is described as a serpent and an animal. Very interesting that the Bible describes uh, Goliath as a Genesis 3 figure in the garden. Very interesting to note. And like I said, I, I love biblical theology, but, but we're going to continue. So in the song, in the Hebrew text, let us note detail. Because though they're great, here our only English Bibles only fail. By translating his armor as a coat of mail, but the Hebrew clearly says that he clothed in scale. So again, pointing more to this uh, serpent-like figure that the Bible describes Goliath as. And so we as biblical theologians, right, uh, have to ask ourselves why. Well, um, Timothy Brindle is going to continue on that journey to answer that question. But let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. 
Alright, so he continue he continue on. You'll appreciate this. That the word Cuscum, I think that's what he says. <laughs> Cuscus is found only found a few other places. It's used to describe fish, so this should stretch your mind. It's used a pharaoh, the dragon, Ezekiel 29. So again, more this serpent-like language to describe the enemies of God. Very interesting. Like, like I said, that's something for you to study in your own time, right? And so, um, and he goes on. And dracones used 12 times in Revelation. In the text for Satan, now listen to the rest of David. So, it's it's used even more to describe this beast figure in the book of Revelation. It's, it's, this, I don't believe there's throwaway words, right, when it comes to the Bible in that sense. Why does the book of, why does John the Revelator describe the beast figure as a dragon figure, a serpent figure? I think there's reasons for that. But, I love this verse. <laughs> Verse 36, he's comparing this giant. He'll be just as a struck down bear of a lion. So is this bizarre? Goliath asked, am I a dog? Well, the answer is yes, you are. Because the Gentiles are so sinfully flawed. They more resemble a dog than the image of God. I love this. So, <clears throat> continuing on in the verse. Verse 36, he's comparing this giant. He'll be struck as, as struck. Oh, sorry. Verse 36, he's comparing this giant, that is Goliath, he'll be just as a struck down bearer of a lion, <laughs> right? He's about to slay this giant like, you know, they would, you know, slay a bear or a lion. So is this bizarre? Goliath asked, am I a dog? Well, the answer is yes, you are. Because the Gentiles are so sinfully flawed, they more resemble a dog than the image of God. I mean... There's so much in-depth theology in this verses. I mean, it would literally it could be like one video on this verse alone or this song alone. Maybe I'll have to get Timothy Rendell to explain uh, some of these verses one time. If you guys like that, hey, let me know. I could uh, shoot that over to him. I'm sure he'd be willing. Um, so yeah, let, that's that part. Let's keep going in this song. For the Adam King and the image of Jehovah The beast of those he's given to have dominion over Yet Goliath takes after his fake God Cause he's about to be beheaded like the statue of Jacob It's David and Goliath about facing a giant So about the son of David who is slaying the tyrant Over Satan he triumphed when he suffered and bled A representative king was crushing his head Alrighty so uh, the last line in that verse But for the Adam King in the image of Jehovah So David being described as this vice regent kind of <laughs> earthly king, you know. And so, continue on with the verse though. But for the for the Adam king in the image of Jehovah, the beasts are those he's given to have dominion over. Yet Goliath takes after his fake gog, but because he's about to be beheaded like the statue of Dagon. I mean, just so much theology there. Love it. And then in the, the hook, he goes, is David the Goliath about facing a giant or about the son of David who was slaying the tyrant? Over Satan, he triumphed when he suffered and bled. A representative king was crushed, crushed in his head, pointing all to Jesus. Amazing song to listen to uh, that 
redemptively points all the Christ. I encourage you to listen to because, right, if you're anything like me, you grew up in churches that was just like, oh, David Goliath is about slaying your giants in your life. And Timothy Brindle does an amazing job showing how this is actually pointing to the son of God, the true son of David, right? So check that out. That's the first song here. Let's begin the discussion, cause Tim is disgusted with sin, it's destructive, I'll give the instructions, so it's not just a suggestion, sin is nothing to mess with, plus it's deceptive. Yo, <laughs> wake up y'all, this song is called Let's Kill Sin, it's off the Killing Sin album, again we're discussing Timothy Brindle, let's go, verse 1 he opens up, yo let's begin the discussion because Tim is disgusted with sin it's destructive I'll give the instructions so it's not just a suggestion sin is nothing to mess with plus it's deceptive <laughs> yo if you want to hear a biblical breakdown of sin and its fullness, this Killing Sin album will encourage you and also convict you let's keep it going sin is like excrement covered in whipped cream it looks sweet, but we've discovered its sick scheme. Its lavish passions has attractions that are acting like they give satisfaction. Yo. <laughs> so he says, sin is like excrement covered in whipped cream. If you don't know what excrement is, look it up. <laughs> right? It, it, it appears beautiful, but actually underneath the surface, it's uh, quite disgusting. Right? That's kind of like a Martin Luther reference, right? He's, I think he used snow. On his uh, reference. But nevertheless, <clears throat> continue with the verse. It looks sweet. So sin is like excrement covered in whipped cream. It looks sweet, but we've discovered it's sick scheme. Right? So <laughs> we know the reality of this. You know, what appears to look good. It's lavish passions has attractions that are acting like they give satisfaction. Right? Sin is deceitful. Going back to what he says. Plus is deceptive. Right? I, I love the bars in this song. Right? Oh, just amazing. Um, let's keep it going. It seems that it has more to offer than the Lord who bought you, but it's sure to drop you. It's disappointing. So we kill sin by the spirit. Every Christian has this anointing. Yo, it seems that it has more to offer than the Lord who brought you, but it's sure to drop you. It's disappointing. So we kill sin by the spirit. Every Christian has this anointing. I, I love that. that. That's such a key verse, strong verse that, right? Every Christian is equipped, right? Because we all have the spirit. There's no super Christians in this, right? <laughs> every Christian has a spirit. Therefore, they have the power to kill sin and resist uh, the temptations that sin offers. Very encouraging verse right there. Only the spirit can filter this filthiness Filling us with guilt instilled in it Killing kids So while America's at war in Iraq We war with our flesh ready with our swords to attack So let's deal with our anger and doubt By getting to the root of it Yanking it out And be militant and diligent When killing sin by the spirit Let's kill sin Yo, let's stop there So he goes on Only the spirit can filter this filthiness Filling us with guilt instead of its killing kids. So while America's at war in Iraq, we war with our flesh ready for with our swords to attack. Kind of showing. I think uh, this song might have outdated itself, right? <laughs> uh, right there. But nevertheless, right, our, you know, just showing our, our battle is not a physical battle, right? We, we, we have a, another battle that we're on. But I like that. 
But getting to the hook, it says, so let's deal with that anger and doubt by getting to the root of it, yanking it out. <laughs> Be militant and diligent when killing sin by the spirit. Let's kill sin. This is a rowdy verse. Like if you just listen to it, man, I mean, you just get rowdy to it. Just like encourage for the battle, you know, so to speak. So this is, again, killing sin off of the killing sin album. So check it out. Issue, you're part of the problem isn't that there are people, isn't that there are advertisements, isn't that there are systems out there that are making you say, you know, the problem is you. So before we get into the verse, just a gut check to the stomach. <laughs> this song is called I'm the Problem. It's off the Restoration album. He said, you see, your primary issue, your primary problem isn't that there are people, isn't that there are advertisements. Isn't there are systems out there that are making you sin? No, the problem is you. And this song is called I'm the Problem. So just right off the back, just hitting you with conviction. Let's go. Instead of making excuses and blaming when you sin, face it, the truth is say I'm the problem. My heart's sick as a leper. My biggest dilemma's my sin in the center of me. I'm the problem. Yo, I'm stubborn and stiff neck, loving what's wicked. The judge I don't respect, cause I'm the problem. And it isn't our spouses, no kids are a challenge. The sin it is countless, but I'm the problem. Yo. <laughs> I love it. Instead of making excuses and blaming when you sin, face it, the truth, and say, I'm the problem. My heart's sick as a leper. My biggest dilemmas. My sin is the center of me. I'm the problem. Yo, I'm stubborn and stiff-necked, loving what's wicked. The judge I don't respect because I'm the problem. And it isn't our spouses, though kids are a challenge. The sinning is countless, but I'm the problem. Man. <laughs> You hear this song, you're like, yo, that is so true, right? It, a lot of people, ourselves included, want to point the finger, say, oh, well, this is why I lashed out in anger. or This is why I did what I did, right? There's uh, all sorts of, you know, uh, ideologies that really encourage that kind of thinking is to blame other people. But at the end of the day, guys, it's our own wicked heart. You know, when we sin, it's ultimately... Hey, at that moment, we, we we love this sin more than God, whether that's anger, uh, you know, uh, idolatry, uh, wh whatever the sin. And so Tim gets to the root of the problem. Can't be solved by modern psychology and know what problem is not the economy or stopping the poverty. It's that often we want to be God in our awful autonomy. Yo, so he goes in real quick, right? It can't be solved by modern psychology. That is sin, right? <laughs> uh, me and my wife, we've been watching this show and it's kind of like interesting the their psychological advice they give to people. And it's, it's, it's never that they're the problem. They're just really there for that person to vent <laughs> their problems. But the problems isn't solved. Um, like you can't solve it by modern psychology. There's something deeper that needs to get at the root. So he says it can't be solved by modern psychology. And no, our problem is not the economy. Or stopping the poverty. So um, it's not that, you know, America, this is still relevant today. <laughs> if you know what's going on uh, with inflation and things like that. Uh, ultimately, none of that is the issue of your sin, sin problem. Or that you're poor. Or people lack. Um, you know, that's not why you sin. But he gets to the root it. 
is that often we want to be God in our awful autonomy. The issue is we want to be God in the heart in our hearts of it. We want to rule. It's it's our way or the highway as some you know certain <laughs> vernacular goes. So true. Let's keep it going. It's not my health or my loss of wealth, but rather that my favorite God is self. My problems, me and my idolatry, and my folly to not see Christ is all I need. Woo! So <laughs> It's not my health or my loss of wealth, right? It's, it's not a matter of my condition of my, you know, I'm, I have cancer. That's why I sin. No, still a heart issue or my loss of wealth, right? It's not because I've lost money. It, it, that, would, that would actually show you, uh, <laughs> you sin because of that. You, you're idolizing something, right? He says, so it's not my, my, my health or my loss of wealth, but rather that my favorite God is self. I said, Tim, Tim will convict you. He brings the biblical heat. <laughs> my problems, me and my idolatry and my folly to not see Christ as all I need. Woo. Woo. Let's go. But yeah, so <laughs> he goes on there. Let's keep it going. Biggest problems, not thinking I'm the biggest problem. We do this thing so often. The heart of the matter is my heart is the matter. God's image in me is more than it shattered. Yo, my biggest problems, not thinking I'm the biggest problem. Yo, so it's like, you want to know my biggest problem is I don't think I'm the biggest problem. We do this thing so often, right? <laughs> the heart of the matter is my heart is the matter. I love that, like just that wordplay on the my biggest problem and right, not thinking I'm the biggest problem and the heart of the matter is my heart is the matter. I love that line. God's image in me is marred and it's shattered. And like I said, check that song out. There's some good news at the end where it's it's pointing again to Christ. And like the album is the restoration, how one can be restored. So, yes, check that album out. We're going to continue this. Let's go. Please let me first inform and further warn That false teaching has taken the church by storm I'm stating these facts Cause these dangerous cats Are placing their traps Many have strayed in their tracks Yo <laughs> Some of you guys do not know about Classic Timothy Brindle And it shows <laughs> This song is called Faulty Doctrine It is off the Great Awakening Project So check this out It's called Faulty Doctrine Let's get into the verse Um he says, please let me first inform and further warn that false teaching has taken the church by storm. Yo, isn't that true? We've been discussing a lot of this on our channel. It's going to be very relevant, this verse. He says, I'm stating these facts because these dangerous cats are placing their traps. Many have stayed in their tracks. That's what false teaching does, man. It's like, like getting caught in a bear trap, right? It's just, it's dangerous. It's deadly, right? Let's keep it going, though. Let's keep it going. It bothers me because I notice today these preachers aren't even pastors, they're motivational speakers. I know you've seen these men on TVN. They scheme your friends and fiend for cleaning ends. Nowadays, only some present the gospel. Look out for certain oneness Pentecostals. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> he says, It bothers me because I notice today these preachers aren't even pastors, they're motivational speakers, right? Like they just get up on a stage and. We see that with the Joel Osteens and the, you know, the Stephen Furtick's and all these men today, right? It's not even preaching the word of God, right? So he says, aren't even pastors or motivational speakers. I know you see these men on TBN. They scheme your friends and fiend for cream and ends, right? So he's, he's calling them out for like, man, they're just money motivated, 
right? We the right TV and Trinity Broadcasting Network, they're all on TV, but they're not preaching the gospel. So, and, and that's the next line. Nowadays, only some present the gospel. Look out for certain oneness Pentecostals. We're going to see what his problem with with the oneness Pentecostals. Let's go. Deny the distinct persons of the Trinity, but with health and wealth are lurking in the ministry. You know who you are, we're exposing your vision to appeal to broken women with emotionalism. Yo, you know that's forbidden, but you'd rather get told than simply preach that Jehovah is risen. I love that line. So let's go. So what is this issue with the one is Pentecostals who deny the distinct persons of the Trinity, but with health and wealth, they're lurking in your ministry. Man, I mean, if this wasn't some kind of prophetic word of what we see today with people like Marcus Rogers, <laughs> I don't know what is right. Uh, you know who you are. We're exposing your vision to appeal to broken women with emotionalism. There's a certain audience that certain kinds of preaching appeals to. Right. We see that today. Says, yo, you know that's forbidden, right? The scripture tells us about this. Read 2 Peter 2. But you'd rather get dull than simply preach that Jehovah is risen. Wow, I love that line. You're more they're more concerned with their money. More concerned with the money. Let's keep it going. Getting God a king, cause you're more determined to collect free offerings before your sermon. Churches have a count and contest. You doubt your concepts, cause you're taking scripture out of context. Woo! <laughs> Forgetting God our king because you're more determined to collect three offerings before your sermon. Man, I've, I've been in churches like that. It was like offering get passed around. <laughs> I thought we just took it. Oh, we got to get the second plate around. It's like, hold on. Second blessing. If you want to double the blessing up, get a double offering, you know. And so I've seen that very thing. Churches have accounting contests. We doubt your concepts because you're taking scripture out of context. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Love that phrase. Churches have a cotton contest. If you don't believe this is true, again, I've encouraged many people before to watch a documentary um, of a preacher called Marjo. It's uh, Marjo, and he literally does this after he gets done with the offering. He's like counting his money and glory, glory, and just like telling people like, yeah, I don't really care about the preaching. Something to watch. Again, churches have a counting contest. We doubt your concepts because you're taking scripture out of context. Yeah, we don't, we don't appeal to your ideology because you're uh, you know, using scripture out of context. Absolutely. These devices are the likely case in churches. The preaching the popular gospel of prosperity. And it's preposterous. We've got to stop this heresy. Yo, so <laughs> isolating verses to entice the ladies' purses. That that line is crazy. Like just but it's true. People will isolate verses to get in people's pockets. Right. And who are the often the victim of these things? Are, it, it is women. I've stated this before that women are are included in the list of vulnerable people. Right. They they, they are more so watching the TV and call this number if you're men. You know, men are more like I ain't giving no money. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing to be all, uh, you know, we, we should have a spirit of giving. But spirit of giving in, a, in, in light of manipulation is very dangerous. So right there, like. Isolating verses to entice the ladies' purses. These devices are the likely case in churches. Wow. They're preaching the popular gospel of prosperity. And it's preposterous. We've got to stop this heresy. Again, this song is called Faulty Doctrine. And it's on the Great Awakening Project. Go and listen to this album. Listen to this song. Be encouraged and be blessed. Yo, it's time for a halftime break. Settle in. Relax. 
I've heard, guys, I listen to the comments. I read them. And I heard one of the critiques from my last video was that it was just too short. They were, just when they were getting into it, the video was over. So guess what? We're gonna, this one's gonna be just a little bit longer for you. Maybe that one person. I'm, I'm here for you, my man. I'm here for you. But again, like this video, subscribe, share it out. Click the notification bell, all that. Let's keep it going. Let's. Ooh, I let it to my friends. I'm sorry for leaving y'all, but I must say peace because Jesus called. There's nothing that I love more than the crew. So if I left, this must have been important and true. So this is a song called "A Letter to My Friends." It's actually one of my most favorite songs of Timothy Brindle. Uh, just on an emotional level, it'll hit you. Um, he wrote this song after being converted and leaving. Uh, a battle group he was a part of a battle group battle rap group and in this song he talks about just how how difficult that was but in one sense how easy it was and in some sense we can all relate to this right we've had to part ways with certain people after becoming a christian uh certain groups maybe we were in or cliques or whatever and he documents that and it's a great song just to hear his testimony but in this last verse he really shows he he he, he uh proclaims the gospel to them you know, his his former label groups. And uh just want you guys to hear it, man, because it's a it's 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 a great song. Let's let's go. They ambushed left the crew to seek religion. He ceased from spitting. I guess he's a Christian. No, I bounce cause now I'm seen forgiven in my deep convictions to see others redeemed and risen. And I would be surprised if sometimes you wonder how this guy turned into a Bible thumper. But Yeah, I love this line. I've actually quoted that line on Facebook before, but he says, they say Ambush left the crew to seek religion. So he used to go by Ambush as a battle rap artist. And so I guess they, you know, people have responded and I guess he's kind of quoting those things like, hey, the, he's he's seeking religion. He ceased from spitting. I guess he's a Christian. Right. And he says his he kind of responded back to that. Nah, I bounce because now I'm seen forgiven. And my deep convictions to see others redeemed and risen. Man, just like expressing his love for, for these guys, right? And he says, I wouldn't be surprised if sometimes you wonder how this guy turned into a Bible thumper, right? Like, I bet like he'd be shocked, you know? It's like his testimony, like, man, you guys saw how it was, you know what I'm saying? So let's keep going. Pray my salvation's a great example of how God can save a crazy raging vandal. And I'm sorry, all that we hardly even talk. But I've been called as a part of Jesus' flock. It's not that I decided to change personally. It's Christ abiding inside who stays working in me. And I love that. So going on, you know, he says, But I pray my salvation's a great example of how God can save a crazy raging vandal. Right? That's ultimately all of us, right? <laughs> And I'm sorry, y'all, that we hardly even talk, but I've been called as a part of Jesus flock. It's like sometimes, man, coming to Christ will part ways relationships. That's what he called. That's what Jesus said. You know, coming to him for salvation will many times break away those closest relationships we previously had. But he says, it's not that I decided to change personally. Right. <laughs> right. This is God's calling. Right. It's Christ abiding inside who stays working in me. Man, just the, the theology, even even as a young believer in Timothy Brent, Brent, uh, Brindle is great to see. Let's keep going. The animated was crucified with him. That man was amputated in Christ. He died to sin. And I bet that no one would have ever guessed this. 
I didn't change for the better, I've been resurrected I know no one likes to be told you're flawed But someday we'll stand before a holy God Woo. So he starts off And Bush, the animated, was crucified with him Right, Galatians 2.20 That man was amputated In Christ he died to sin Romans 6.6, right? Look, man, just So many good bars like you feel the emotion even in the song, as I would say. And he says, I bet that no one would have ever guessed this. I didn't change for the better. I've been resurrected. Like, yo, bro. Right? This wasn't no just uh, moral ground I'm seeking. I, man, I died. And I rose again. Love that. But he says, I bet no one likes to be told you're flawed. But someday we'll stand before a holy God. I mean, that's that's the reality, man. We, we all gonna stand before God, but listen, listen to the reason why he even says that. I love it. And yo, I got too much love for your cats. Just to sit back and withhold these wonderful facts that when Christ slamming his rod, wicked sinners like us can have a right standing with God, which comes through repentance and faith that Jesus Christ died on your behalf and that your sentence is paid. Love it. So he says, <laughs> so right after saying, but someday we'll stand before a holy God. He says, and yo, I got too much love for you cats just to sit back and withhold these wonderful facts. Right. Man, he's like, man, I love y'all, man. I love you y'all too much not to share this. And I mean, that's the reality, man. We should all be motivated by love when sharing the gospel um, that that when Christ slamming his rod, wicked sinners like us can have a right standing with God, <laughs> which comes through repentance and faith. That Jesus Christ died on your your behalf and that your sentence is paid. Love it. Let's keep going. Yo, he can save you. Your existence is incomplete until you know your creator. This world is vanity. It's passing away. You could be rapping today and tomorrow be smashing the clay. And yo, love it. Uh, yo, he can save you. Your existence is incomplete until you know your creator. Love that line. This world is vanity, it's passing away. You could be rapping today and tomorrow be smashing in the clay. <laughs> That's the reality, man. Life is short, life is quick. Like, don't say what you're going to do tomorrow, today, right? I mean, just today is the day of salvation. Do not harden your heart. Man, just love it. Instead of seeking pleasure in drugs and mics, beat the treasure of the love of Christ. Please surrender, it'll fill your every desire. Have peace forever, come chill in heavenly attire. Man. So instead of seeking pleasures in drugs and mics, peep the treasure of the love of Christ. Woo. Please surrender. He'll fill your every desire. Have peace forever. Come chill in heavenly attire. Man, a letter to my friends. This I like this song because it's very similar. I mean, I didn't make a song about it, but I, I can relate to this because I, I know there were relationships severed with me personally. Like I said, go check it out. The full song is amazing. Letter of my friends off the Great Awakening album, Timothy Brenda. Let's keep it going. Don't get too bored with this, but let's do some exegesis of Luke 24, 46. When Jesus says, thus it is written, that he should be crushed and afflicted, then justly be risen. Is he just pointing to a couple of scriptures we call messianic that give us a prediction? <laughs> I love this. I love this song. I love these lines. This is... Uh, Death and Resurrection Part 1, an exposition really of Luke 24 off of the unfolding album of Timothy Brindle. We're keeping it going, y'all. Hope you hope y'all enjoying this. Let's keep it going. He says, don't get too bored with this, 
But let's do some exegesis of Luke 24, 46. When Jesus says, thus it is written, that he sh should be crushed and afflicted and justly be risen. Is he just pointing to a couple of scriptures we call messianic that give us a prediction? So I know like growing up, I uh, I did not come under the impression that Jesus was spoken about under the Old Testament a lot. And I, Paul and Paul, uh, <laughs> Timothy Brenda was addressing this issue as well that, you know, we kind of think there's only just a sprinkle of messianic promises and the rest are just these good stories of go and do likewise. Right. Good moral examples for us to imitate. But he's going to kind of break that thinking. Right. Right. Because he goes to is he just pointing to a couple of scriptures we call messianic? They give us a prediction like, no, uh, obviously, I'm under the impression that Christ is spoken out throughout the Old Testament, either explicitly in the Messianic promises or through types and shadows. He's going to break that down a little for us. Timothy. Like Isaiah chapter 53 and perhaps Psalm 22 and Psalm 16 specifically. If you're thinking he only means these and not the whole Old Testament, then I disagree. <laughs> Let's break that down right there. So what is he talking about? So he says, like, right, is he just talking about a couple of scriptures, right? And he goes on, like Isaiah chapter 53 and perhaps Psalm 22 and Psalm 16 specifically. He's like, is this just where Christ is talked about? <laughs> so he goes on, if you're thinking he, meaning Jesus, only means these and not the whole Old, Test Old Testament, then I disagree. Again, he's talking about Christ being uh, talked about in the whole, whole Old Testament. Let's keep going. This is clear in a couple of ways. First, we see this from the word thus in a phrase. Don't be embarrassed by assumption. But the word thus is hutos, a comparative conjunction. Giving emphasis to his grammar. Hutos means in this way or in this manner. Yo, break down the Greek for us. <laughs> like, you don't hear many Christian rap songs breaking down the Greek. Notice he says, and this is clear in a couple of ways. First, we see this from the word thus in our phrase. Don't be embarrassed by assumption. <laughs> but the word thus is hutos, a comparative conjunction, right? Thus. So thus it's comparing something. Hutos. That's the Greek word. What it means. Giving emphasis to his grammar. Hutos means in this way or in this manner. <laughs> Yo. My man's breaking down the Greek in a Christian rap song, man. Let's get it. It is written, means scripture, it speaks. So now let's be where the verse literally. In this way, scripture's written. That the Christ must suffer and on the third day be risen. So, so <laughs> he's going back to the The verse he's really breaking down is Luke 24, 46. Uh, so he says, uh, in it, and as it written means scripture, it speaks. So now let's reword the verse literally, right? Literally after he got done talking about uh, the Greek grammar. In this way, scripture is written that the Christ must suffer, then on the third day be risen. What What is Timothy Brenda's point? That's his point right there. That the Old Testament key argument, key point is that the Christ will suffer and on the third day be risen. Uh, he gives a lot of biblical examples. Like I said, if you want to know more, check this out. Like I said. Maybe I'll have him come on and talk about this very thing. Let's keep going with the song. Jesus wasn't just quoting the verse, but rather he was laying out the main theme of the whole of the world. Messiah so stressing this, his death and resurrection summarizes the entire Old Testament. So there it is, right? Uh, so Jesus wasn't just quoting a verse, but rather he was laying out the main theme of the whole word. 
Messiah so stressing this. His death and resurrection summarizes the entire Old Testament. Yo, get you a good biblical theological commentary or book and study that. I'm sure you will be convinced. Like I said, that was one of my favorite songs on that album. Let's keep it going. To speak of God in need would be absurd. As Tozer said, need is a creature word. Worthy of authentic worship. We can't add to God. He's already perfect. Yo, I love this song. It is called Self-Sufficiency. It is actually off of the Attributes of God album of Shylin. But uh, Timothy Brindle does the whole song. It's himself and so i put this on one of my favorite songs uh check this check that album out if you just want a full comprehensive view uh in rap form of the attributes of god you will be in you will be <laughs> blessed by that album but nevertheless uh this is verse two uh timothy brindle starts off the song to speak of god in need would be absurd as Tolja said Need is a creature word. I love that line right there. God needs nothing, right? Worthy of authentic worship, we can't add to God. He's already perfect. That's right. I mean, you want to study, do a study on the self-sufficiency of, of God, right? This 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 uh, song right here will be a tremendous help in studying these, that God is in need of nothing. And so let's continue. Father, Spirit, Son, yes, all of you chose to create just because you wanted to. That's right. So even though, Lord, you don't need us, it please you to show your glory to creatures. The Son, the Word of Life, He speaks for. The Spirit, the breath of life, no weak force. Yes, yes. But Father, Spirit, Son, yes, all of you chose to create just because you wanted to. Yes. <laughs> I love the Trinitarian creation language. All three were participating in creation. So even though, Lord, you don't need us, it please you to show your glory to creatures. Love that. The son, the word of life, he speaks forth. The spirit, the breath of life, no weak force. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. All life, the living God is the source. So to create, he needed no resource. How we love this profound discussion that God made all things out of nothing. Ex nihilo. How many tools did he use to create? Yep, but zero, bro. <laughs> yes, of all of life, the living God is the source. So to create, he needed no resource. <laughs> right? God didn't need anything to create. Uh, this is a whole, that could be leading to a whole discussion of Mormonism because that's kind of how they do believe God created out of the resources that were already available. But not going to get into that. <laughs> how we love this profound discussion. That God made all things out of nothing. Ex nihilo. That's the Latin phrase. Look into that Latin phrase and uh, what the reformers meant by that and other theologians meant by that when they talked about out of nothing, right? The, uh, right? God didn't use anything to create. It was, remember what he said. It's, uh, he made all things out of nothing. Ex nihilo. Uh, how many tools did you use to create? Yep, it's zero, bro. I love that lie. <laughs> Let's keep going. Please you to create by shouting into existence every lake and mountain and snake and falcon. Then you made human beings and with the greatest favor crown them. Yes. So uh, it please you to create by shouting into existence every lake and mountain and snake and falcon. 
then you made human beings and with the greatest favor crowned them like humanity is the pinnacle of all creation you know and so uh i, I mean just going man this song just give you rowdy to worship god because it's just pointing to god didn't need anything you know let's keep going Stain all things, a gracious fountain, providing rain by gallons for daisies sprouting. But all of this didn't add anything to God, absolutely nothing changed about him. So, <laughs> you sustain all things, a gracious fountain, providing rains by gallons for daisies sprouting. I love that. But all of this didn't add anything to God, absolutely nothing changed about him, right? He's, he's the, uh, you know, he never changes. Malachi, uh, even Hebrews points to this about Christ. Jesus never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Another proof text for the year of Christ. But nevertheless, a song that should cause you to worship our self-sufficient uh, God. Enjoy that one. Though I could go forever expressing some of my favorite Timothy Brindle songs, this will be the last one. It's called Water Judgment. Again, off the unfolding album, like I said. I'm still convinced this is my favorite album, <laughs> so enjoy. Let's jump to Exodus. Once inspecting this, we see a recapitulation of the flood in Genesis. Yeah. Cause Yahweh set to judge his nemesis, plus show his people the essence of what redemption is. Yo, this song is called Water Judgment Again. Uh, old and folded album. Uh, let's go to the, straight to the verse. Let's jump to Exodus. Once inspecting this, we see the reappearance. Recapitulation of the flood in Genesis Cause Yahweh set to judge his nemesis Plus show his people the essence of what redemption is Man, this song is rowdy It's crazy uh, One of the things he talks about that I learned this It, it taught me this new concept That the very thing that God often uses to uh, uh, you know, save his people, he he does to judge the nations by as well um, Right, The flood was a salvific for his people, right? Uh, family of eight obviously <laughs> but um but for the nations the wicked it was used as an instrument of judgment and you see that all throughout the old testament um and it points ultimately to uh to the cross and so let's continue on with this song when it comes to salvation in the old testament behold the exodus is the one famous amongst pagans and much nations see the exodus is described with flood language yeah. Hold on, i gotta break that down <laughs> i like that uh so when it comes to salvation in the old testament behold the exodus is the one famous amongst pagans and much nations See, the Exodus is described with flood language. Wow, just weighty theology there. But again, like pagans love to use the Exodus story as well. The, the flood language can be seen in many other, um, you know, um, you know uh, accounts or stories that pagans have used. And so um, it's, it's just just interesting how that is. But um, but yeah, we'll keep it going. Pharaoh, king of Egypt's the foulest sinner, orders Hebrew boys be drowned in the Nile River. But when a certain Hebrew slaves in labor, by faith she refuses to be a baby slayer. So instead she makes a teva, which is an ark, to save her baby Moses from danger. Man, I love this. Pharaoh's, Pharaoh, king of Egypt's the foulest sinner, orders Hebrew boys to be drowned in the Nile River. But when a certain Hebrew slaves in labor, by faith, she refuses to be a baby slayer. Love that line. 
Um, so instead, she makes a teva, which is an ark to save her baby Moses from danger. So here this Hebrew woman, right, making a, making a mini ark to save Moses, right? And we know he, uh, she, uh, you know, puts him into the water and, right, he's <laughs> redeemed, for, redeemed for safety, so to speak. So, man, just amazing. But keep going. Covered it with pitch and echoes back to Noah Plus previews Israel's rescue by Jehovah Pharaoh regrets he let free Moses and Israel go so he pursues them to the Red Sea Moses on the edge he stretched thee Staff of God so the Red Sea became a spread sea All of Israel crossed without a wet knee But the Egyptians couldn't cross it with a jet ski Cause fighting Yahweh's glory is deadly So God made the chariots wheels heavy Oh, let's get rowdy, let's go So, covered it with pitch it echoes back to Noah Plus previews Israel's rescue by Jehovah <laughs> Like I said, you guys should study the biblical redemptive themes in these songs. Pharaoh regrets he let free. Moses and Israel go, so he pursues them to the Red Sea. Moses on the edge, he stretched thee. Staff of God, so the Red Sea became a spread sea. <laughs> All of Israel crossed without a wet knee. But the Egyptians couldn't cross it with a jet ski. <laughs> Man, he goes in on that verse. I mean, just like how even this line here about how God's people's redeemed, not even a drop of water on them, so to speak. Like they, they're just they're good. But but the Egyptians, right, just demolished under the Red Sea. Right. He goes on because fighting Yahweh's glory is deadly. So God made the chariots wheels heavy. Man, look at that. The word for glory and weightiness Yahweh's killing them with his glory Because they're hating his Pharaoh and his legions chariots of Egypt Perishing like seamen Or mariners on sea ships Buried in the deep quick Gasping on the sea floor While Israel passes by They're scattered on the seashore Yo, something something I've thought about just It just clicked in my mind um, But one of the things God would have to do also When they were crossing the Red Sea, the, the Red sea Right? He would have to dry the ground as well, because even if that was that would I mean, if that ground was just wet, it'd be terrible. Just like getting across. Right. That's why I think he refers back to uh, Timothy Brindle is he made the chariots wheels heavy like they're feeling the effects of the ground. But just something to think about even. But let's continue with the verse. <laughs> um, he's, remember, he talks about the wheels being heavy. That's the word for glory and weightiness. Right. Glory and heaviness. Right. Yahweh's killing them with his glory or heaviness because they're hating his. <laughs> Pharaoh and his legions, chariots of Egypt, perishing like seamen or mariners on the sea ships, buried in the deep quick, gasping on the seafloor while Israel's passed by, they're scattered on the seashore. Lo, let's get it. Get the flood, how the waters had subsided By the Ruach spirit, here the waters are divided The word for the deep waters flooding is to home Found in Genesis 1-2, covering the globe The news for the flood that judged all the wicked In Exodus 15, it's covering Egyptians They get destruction, in death he flushed them Psalm 74 calls it head crushing Through union with Moses, they passed the wrath living No wonder Paul calls the Exodus a baptism 
right, so we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like like at the flood, how the waters have subsided by the Ruach spirit here, the waters are divided. Whoa. The word for the deep waters flooding is to home found in Genesis 1, 2 covering the globe. So back to this creation language, God is man just just using this creation language to describe even the flood or, or the them crossing the uh the red sea then used for the flood that judged all the wicked in exodus 15 it's covering egyptians man they get destruction and death he flushed them <laughs> psalm 74 calls it head crushing through union with moses they pass through wrath living think about that they passing god's wrath like god's about to destroy these Egyptians through this water judgment. No wonder Paul calls the Exodus a baptism. And so I'm not a Presbyterian, so uh, there's some things I don't agree with in the song. But overall, this is a great song just on a redemptive historical level as well. Many things I agree with and affirm in that song. But guys, hope you enjoy some of my personal favorite songs of Timothy Brindle. Hope to do this again with another artist. Leave your comments, share your thoughts. Till the next time, you guys know how we do it here at All Things Theology. God bless.